And welcome back to Two Cool Dudes. Um, I am your host, Lawrence Williams, along with my co-host, Mr. Anthony Johnson. Uh, we are back after uh, a little month hiatus, uh, but we are here to, to give you another show. Um, before we jump into the show, we're going to talk a little bit about our last show. Uh, hopefully that you all had an opportunity to enjoy that and have a chance to watch um, watch our show with Dr. Henry, um, talking about mental health. Uh, Anthony, I'll just go right to you. Um, what do you think about our first show, man, with, with think, Dr. Henry? I thought it was awesome. Uh, Dr. Racing, she definitely has some uh, very interesting um, you know, steps to deal with mental health. Uh, she gave us a lot of insight about how um, you know, we deal with mental health within the black community. Um, so I, I thought it was amazing, and, and I hope that we can get her back on sometime. You know what she I mean? will I definitely she got, be back on. I was gonna, so, Dr. Racine, if you're watching, come back. We need yeah. you. Come on back in here. She will definitely be back yeah. on. She'll definitely be back on uh, in the very near future. Um, I thought it was excellent. I have, I have right. not spoken to her probably since... Uh, I graduated college and maybe a year or two after coming going to a couple of football games, but it was great to have her on and have the knowledge that she was able to provide us with Indeed. the questions we asked, um, and then her being able to give like insight to to mental health and just different aspects of it, as you mentioned with the black community, mm -hmm. um, how it affects other communities, men, women. Indeed. It was just a, a a a full spectrum of just different things. Um, it'll be great to have her back on here to talk about relationships um, and, and and that uh, retreat she was talking about yes and she just they just left exactly uh, so they I just got back actually went. i should say Indeed, from so. from that retreat yeah oh so they got back yeah so oh yeah, so they yeah. actually everybody went and all that yeah 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 so and yeah you know what else i didn't get a chance to do the cookbook thing she was <laughs> talking about because she said something like she had like this cookbook or something and you could do it like relationships and mm -hmm. i told you i wanted to try it out yes. with, with jasmine but i don't know how to i didn't i didn't get a chance to do it so. she just uh she was in a contest um to for for cooking right. um she made it to the second round, but oh, didn't wow. get enough votes for for the third round. But so she's out there doing there. her thing. Yeah. Next time you have it, yeah. Always make sure you I, get that I, votes I, I in voted the third a couple round. of times. I slacked on on missing the votes, <laughs> right. uh, but I definitely got a chance to vote for. Her so a few what, times. what was it like voting online? It was voting online. Um, you, you had to go online to vote for her. Right. Um, just uh, to, I guess it was like uh, several contestants that were involved. Oh, okay. So it was okay. more like a popularity thing too. Yeah. So you didn't get a chance to see food. You didn't see her cook or anything like that. It was more of so it was just a picture, a profile. Yeah. 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 I think those can get a little tricky, those man. Those definitely yeah, get a little tricky. You, you're not even getting to see like the the, the product. You're just voting on a face or a name. So. So I did see her cook. Uh, she had cooked some fish. Mm -hmm. and I'm not a huge fan of fish. Uh, don't like fish at all. I, the, the, nah, I'm not. I'm not a huge what? fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of it. I <laughs> so used to eat it when I was young, but no I'm not fried a huge fan. fish, baked fish, nothing. No, no, uh, no, no. I'm a fish fan. Yeah. I don't like it a lot, nah. but yeah. And the crazy part about it, my wife just cooked fish last month, so yeah, yeah it was I, amazing just, too. So I ate it when I was young. Yeah. With, with at my grandmother's house, they go out and uh, you know you know our you know indeed go out there fish right. come back bucket full of fish and, right. You out there helping them clean it and <laughs> right. scaling the fish, gutting right. them. Right. I'm, I'm like 10, 11 years oh, old. Oh, so that's what it was. So that's why you don't like fish. I think so. So, really, think so it's so. a traumatization of at the snuff club. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's crazy. Yeah, right. so that's my, that's my thing on Indeed. fish. I want to make it. I want to try it and, like, make it. The last, Actually, the last time that I had fish was... Uh, high school, I went on a trip to Spain for, mm -hmm. for like 10 days, and we were in our last stop, and that was, uh, it was the dinner of the night was fish. Right. Um, so it was either I was going to eat that or I was going to starve until we left to get on the plane. So I ate it, but however, 
they made it look real nice and neat and it, it 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 was it was great. So they presented it nicely to you. Yeah, That's it was presented it well. <laughs> it was like in a soup and yeah, so it, it was just, colorful. It, it was, it was so let's not go past Spain <laughs> in high school. Yeah. Like how was that? Like how did you? Um, like how Spain was, was yeah. Spain was amazing. Senior year. Senior year. Okay. So. I took, uh, I purposefully took three years of Spanish so I could go on the Spain trip. <laughs> okay, good. As, as, great. as a senior. Right. Um, however, when you got there, did that come into play? <laughs> so look, so I'm going to go into it. It's funny, right? So right. I don't know a whole lot of Spanish. Okay. Although I'm in Spanish three. Right. So we go to Burger King. Right. And I walk up front and, you know, I'm looking at the menu. Right. And I've been practicing this for a long time, <laughs> my whole line, like they're speaking it in Spanish. And I go out right. there and, right. I, and I like look. And then I say it all in Spanish. And then the woman standing behind the counter, and she's like, I do speak English. And I was like, oh, oh God. My God. <laughs> I was like, oh man! You did I was the like, whole I did the heart in the mirror. Yeah, you yeah. Had the whole map out. Had it all scripted and out. And that's how you know. You know, remind me of when you see it in the <laughs> movies and a man walk up to somebody and he's playing and trying to speak in their language. They say, "I do speak English." Yeah, that's kind of funny, man. But how? Like, was Spain nice? Spain though? was. I would love to go back right. and, and do it on my my on my own. Um, but it was amazing. Uh, just. The, the architecture, right. the cathedrals, the, the one town that stood out to me the most was when we went to Toledo. It's, it's a town that's like on a hill and it's like cobblestone streets. Right. I mean, it's like, like just a lot of, out of the movies, cobblestone streets, tight homes. Um, wow. That was awesome. Yeah. And then we went to a bullfight. Oh wow! Bullfight and with the the matador, the matador. The matador. Yeah. So people don't know during a bullfight, um, the bull is actually killed. Oh, the, I didn't know that. Yeah, the bull is actually killed. They torment the bull in the ring. So before the matador comes out, I, I don't know the, I don't recall the the, the particular right. order, but there are picadors that come out that mm -hmm. tease the bull and they they jug, they stab the bull in the back of the I neck did, with I didn't know that colorful like spears right um so they tease it running around doing that stuff and then um a giant horse comes out that's decked out in like kind of like armor but it's like mm -hmm. wooden armor and then there's a guy that's on the horse that's decked out too and he has a long spear a great long spear and the bull's trying to knock the horse over and the the guy is jugging the the bull in the back of the neck Oh, wow. Um, so all the time, they are, this goes on for about 30, 30, 30 minutes or so right. before the matador actually walks out into the ring to fight the so bull. So that bull now is So the bull is, is weak outrage. and, and, and oh, just, yeah, just, yeah, okay. but it's still, it's a bull going to go after someone. Um, so all the running up to it and all that, yeah, he's already tired He's already tired. Oh, so wow. the matador comes out there decked out in a full, like, suit. Um, I mean, you've seen a colorful suit mm -hmm. with the hat. And, and you see the cape, but within that cape is a long sword. And when it's time for him to, to like finish doing this ole and ole, yeah. um, he takes out the sword and kills the bull. Why does that make that, um, it is not so exciting to want to see anymore. No. You know what I mean? So just imagine 17, 18 year old kids, 16 year old kids on exactly. this trip. And our teacher, Miss Ristine, I love her dearly, right. tried to warn us like a bullfight is not what you expect. So when we watch that take place, we are sitting in this. And when you talk about when you see talk about coliseums, it was a giant coliseum, mm -hmm. um, and there was people everywhere. And the people there are like like just like Americans would for a basketball game, football game. Right. That is the way they are celebrating. Yeah. yeah um, 
the, Mat the Matador at, at a two of the bullfights, um, there was four. There was four of them. We only watched three. Right. But during the the Matador, actually, the bull actually got the Matador right. in two of the fights. So the people run out, but the Matador continues to fight, no matter oh, how wow. injured he is. He continues to fight. Yeah. He the guy was like leaking blood. Like you can see it through his suit. And like, he still fights. And he is still out there, Olay, until until the end. Listen, and then they I, drag the bull around the ring. Listen, um, and take him out. The ball got one time to hit me the wrong way. <laughs> getting one Olay out of me. Olay, oh, mm -mm. I'm done. I'm done after that. No more yeah. Olays. <laughs> yeah, that, mm -mm. Was, uh, that was an experience. That, it definitely is because I'm, even, even a listening to all of them, I know you spoke about the teacher and everything there. Um, what I think she was trying to do was give you guys insight on culture. Yes. And that was, that's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> every, everything is not always going to be peaches and cream. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Sometimes you need to see how other people live. Yes. Um, and you, it, it may not be agreeable to you, but um, you need to see how other people live so you can have understanding of how other people are. So you have I think to. that's a good thing. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's a good thing. So um, that's a good question, man. Um, let's go ahead and jump into some other things here. Uh, want to um, thank our sponsors, um, AIS, uh, Junk Removal, um, uh, uh, Weavers Accounting Solutions, and Front Runners Construction, mm -hmm. as well as Lawrence Williams Health Insurance with Health Markets as our sponsors for today's show. Uh, if you are looking to be a sponsor of our show, mm -hmm. and as we continue to progress with um, improving our show and improving the podcast, um, we would like to have sponsors eventually on. We'd also will we're working on will will work towards uh, being able to do things with putting sponsors' names on and having uh, a personal Facebook page where we give shout-outs to our sponsors as well as some other things. So um, thank you to our sponsors. And then again, if you are interested in being a sponsor of of our program, please reach out to myself or or Anthony. You can find us on Facebook. It's not hard to find us. Uh, just reach out to us and and we'll get you on. And we will appreciate anything that is, you know, donated and thrown our way. Um, so today's show is primarily about Anthony and I. Um, going to give our audience an opportunity to find out about who we are, where we're from, um, how we got to this point of being here at, with community media, mm -hmm. um, and then give you a little feedback or give you some updates on where we plan on taking our uh, podcast and how we plan on presenting things to you in the very near future. Um, it's looking like we're going to be doing this probably once a month. Um, at the end of the month, we're going to pick out, pick out a day. We've got to talk with the folks here, but looking like we're going to do it once a month, uh, bringing you some stuff with mental health, uh, some stuff around the community, um, and just some other things that will help you be more aware of just different things uh, with yourself, community, health, wellness, all those good things. All those good things. All those good things. Um, so, um, do you want to start off first, or you want me to? I'll go first. You go first. I mean, All right. We're gonna, dig, we're gonna dig deep into Mr. Lawrence over okay. here. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, so, uh, like you said, today we're gonna learn about each other. Um, so we're gonna ask each other uh, select a few questions. Um, that way you can learn about him, you can learn about me, um, and you can learn about who you're watching. So that's what we're here for. And these weren't scripted Not questions. At all. I don't, I don't, I have I don't my laptop lines, open. I don't know his. Yeah, I have my laptop open just to have it open. Oh. I actually don't even have many questions written down. I have a lot of them up top because I, there's some things that I want to talk to him about. Mm -hmm. However, we did mention that we were going to ask maybe some personal questions. Yes. To, 
to, to give some people some insight about us, because I think I mentioned to you there, there was some, some concerns with people about yes. you and I working together. So we want to clear the air, air, clear the air on some things so, right. so we can move in the right direction. Awesome. Um, all you, sir. All right. Um, so the first question we want to ask you, Mr. Lawrence, where are you from? Let um, the people know where you were born and where you are actually from. I was actually born in Gettysburg. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were born in Gettysburg. I was born in Gettysburg, okay. uh, September 26, 1981. That gotcha. was, that was, I'm telling my age now, but you, I was born in did. Gettysburg. Um, and uh, my mom, my dad, named after my dad, mm -hmm. um, born in Gettysburg. My family is primarily from Gettysburg. And then we ended up moving down to Florida. Gotcha. Um, and then that's where my brother was born, was in Florida. And then we came back to Gettysburg. I don't know when. I don't remember that stuff. Right. But we came back to Gettysburg. And then a uh, brief stint in Gettysburg for a little while. And then we moved off to Philadelphia. And that's where, that's where I, yeah, that's, that's where life. And that's where you was molded. <laughs> yeah. So touch on that a little bit. Because that, that, that was, that was that, that's my remembrance of, you know, the transition from Philly. And then y'all came back. So how was it living in Philadelphia in the neighborhood that you were living in, you know what I mean? Like, how did that mold you being uh, born in Gettysburg and then being shipped off from Florida? Now you're <laughs> in the heart of Philly. Like, how did that um, mold you as an individual? The, 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 so, so race aside, being right. a black kid, Gettysburg, moving to Philadelphia, mm -hmm. you see a lot of people that look like you. Exactly. Um, but we lived in North Philly, which was a very nice neighborhood that mm -hmm. we lived in. And then we went from highs to lows, it seemed like very quickly, and then we ended up in the projects. Mm -hmm. um, and we lived in South Philly, Wilson Projects. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, there's people that rap about Wilson Projects, and there's another project, Tasker right. and Pashunk, that were very close by. Uh, but Wilson Projects probably um, may have been one of the, the, the Bro, most eye-opening right. experiences of my life. Why, why um, would you say eye-opening? Like, what, 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 are there some things that took place that was prominent that you could say, <laughs> like, that happened, so that was, you know what I mean? Um, I have watched people get shot and killed in front of me. Um, and I'm talking about being, uh, you're talking about a kid that is in, I want to say, like, third, fourth, fifth, sixth mm -hmm. grade, because we moved to Hanover when I was in sixth for a brief stint, and then back to Philly. So between, like, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, um, we witnessed a lot. Our house was, our house was shot up, mm -hmm. um, where the cops took hours to come out to the projects because mm -hmm. it was a project. Projects, yeah. Um, I've watched drive-by shootings happen, um, where you're walking outside of your, your, and we stayed right at the entrance of the projects, mm -hmm. Bailey Terrace. So like, you drive in and then boom, that is our terrace. And then it's the rest of the projects. But, um, I, we, like, we're walking outside, and we see a car speeding through, mm -hmm. and the car screeches, guy gets out, and just starts lighting this guy up. And mm -hmm. this, is, this is broad daylight. This is not at 12, oh, 1 o'clock yeah. at night. This, yeah. is, this is like 10.30 in the morning. Right. We're walking outside to go have a good time, and watching a guy get shot literally about 50 yards away from you mm -hmm. is... Is, is crazy. It's traumatizing. Um, it is very traumatizing. Indeed. And Excuse and me. we will talk about that traumatization um, right. later on, just about mental health. Gotcha. Because I've talked about some things uh, with some people like recently, but that was that was traumatizing. Yeah, that's and and, and you know being from Baltimore, like everything you're saying is just like you I, understand. I, I, it. Yeah, I get it. So you know what I mean. It's 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 when you hear that stuff, it's just like I can relate. 
And you know, you, you, you know you, a lot of people say, well, I apologize that you had to go through that. But what a lot of people don't understand is when you're growing up in those type of environments, it's literally natural. Yes. Like you can hear pops and stuff like that, or you hear amalams and stuff like yes. that going around, and it then becomes normal, normal to you. Yep. You know what I mean? So when the normal person might go outside and they get to jumping or moving or running, uh -huh. but to us, it's just like, oh, somebody got shot. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's you like, hear gunshots, get down. Get down. Yep. And then after yeah. that, that 30 seconds, you don't hear any more. Okay, nothing happened. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And so I've definitely been there. Okay, well, um, that leads me to my next question. Moving from the projects back to Gettysburg, how did you learn to adapt? Like, from seeing all that, now you're moving back into Gettysburg where it's just quietness and, I mean, the most you might get is a fight here and there. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, um, but it wasn't like it is in, 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 those, in those kind of neighborhoods. So how was it transitioning back to Gettysburg from that? Um, so... When we moved back, it was um, it was a tough transition, right? Because when we left Philadelphia to Hanover when I was in sixth grade, I was mad that we left Philly. Oh wow! Because I had established my relationships with with friends. I had my my little clique. We actually created a small little gang in the projects called the Untouchables. So you see how that 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 trauma that trauma with a person that's in it, it yes. can literally mentally grab yes. you, and you become so so used to it. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. But you become so used to it. Engulfed in that it. That you literally, it becomes you. Yeah. So now when you're being taken away from it, for your best interest, in your mind, you're like, no, this no, is my home. This is my home. That, that, that's that's yeah. something that needs to be talked about. It so, happened yeah. when I was in sixth grade when we moved from Philly to Hanover. I was mad. Mm -hmm. I actually got into several fights in, in Hanover School District, um, and they were trying to send me to Manitou. Right. Um, my mom wasn't allowing it, but I was an angry kid. Right. You know, only only black kid in, mm -hmm. in, a, in a classroom, mm -hmm. you know, um, coming from Philly. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they made fun of me for how I talked because mm -hmm. I talked with slang and, yeah. you know, this, that, and the yeah. third. And then we moved back to Philly and then back to Gettysburg, which it took me a little bit to get used to being in Gettysburg. But then I, 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 I found a group of friends who I'm still friends with today. You right. know, you know, most Indeed. of them, David, Doug, Tom, mm -hmm. Chad, Terrence, mm -hmm. um, my group of friends, Jamar, Kendrick, Teddy. Right. Uh, so I, had, I established a group of friends. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that move from Philadelphia to Gettysburg, my halfway through my eighth grade year, was probably the best decision my mom has ever made in her entire okay. life. Okay. So it, even though it didn't feel as good, you knew it was yes. after a while yeah. once you got it, settled yeah. and seen where you were, you knew that was the best thing for you. Yeah. Because ain't like you said, in those type of environments, as kids, we don't know no better. No. You know what I mean? Being raised in Maryland, in Baltimore, it was it, it, every single sunrise, it was something happening. Mm -hmm. It became nature. We walking down the street, like you said, they get to shooting, we'll duck. duck. But once they get finished shooting, we back to the store. Scurrying we never on. turn around and go home. No, we no. just go on to the store. Yeah. So it's, that's definitely something. Now, it's funny that you mentioned Manitou because that was my next question. <laughs> okay? I knew it. Let me I tell you how it. the universe moves for I my guy. You know I what I mean? It. Um, first, as, you, as he just spoke, he was in Manitou due to um, behavioral issues as a, as, as, as a youth. Um, but after that, Hand clap for my guy. <laughs> he was able to become an educator, yes. and he was able to be one of the guys who guided the youth in Manitou. Right. So the question I have for you is, how did you get into being an educator and then working with at-risk youth in places like Manitou and Hoffman Homes? Um, so Hoffman Homes started first before Manitou, and that was okay. from my, my two aunts that had worked there. Um, 
so when I graduated college, I I was planning on playing professional football. Gotcha. And I don't know a lot. I don't think a lot of people know, but I was I was on the draft boards. I was I was ranked as one of the top DBs from a small from a small school. Wow. Um, had a I had a potential to be drafted. Um, I met with several NFL teams: right. Giants, Eagles, Steelers, oh, wow. Cardinals. Um, yeah, Green Bay. Yeah. Um, met with the Giants personally, um, and then I ended up having knee surgery. And then I had some stuff wrong with my back. So those things kind of fell to the wayside. So I came out of college without a plan. Right. <laughs> uh, but I had a degree, but I came out with a plan. And then my aunts got me into Hoffman Homes to just get me started somewhere. Get started, yeah. Um, and then I thank Jeff Bear, who, mm -hmm. was, a, uh, who was a coach at Gettysburg, mm -hmm. boys basketball coach at the time, asked if I wanted to coach. Right. And I said, absolutely. But I was working a night job at Hoffman Homes. Uh, so he said, well, let me do, let me find out something and see if I can work something for mm -hmm. you. And he knew a guy um, by the name of Brandon Hoff, mm -hmm. um, who worked at Manitou at the time, who he introduced me to. I did an interview and ended up at, at Manitou in York City. Oh, wow. Yeah, a while oh, wow. is is right. Yes, yeah, so, so, as soon as you said York um, City, it's like yeah, Manitou and York City, you definitely have. Listen, man, we year. we could have a we could have a whole episode podcast <laughs> of my stories from Manitou and River right. Rock Academy and my 15, 16 years of being an educator of my experiences of right. things that people would have no idea that you will experience as a, as an educator and alternative ed. Indeed. Um, it was it was mind blowing, eye opening. It was unreal at times. Uh, I can believe it. Unreal at times. I can um, believe it. However, I ended up there and then being able to coach basketball, ninth grade basketball at Gettysburg um, underneath Jeff Bear. Okay. So that's how I ended up at Manitou and and River Rock. We gonna hit on that. Great that, great experience though. I'm, I'm about to say we're gonna hit on that that basketball thing ah. uh, shortly. So stay tuned for that one. All right, number okay. My next question is, what made you want to do this show? Um, you. You're the reason why this is what it is right Appreciate now. It. You are. Um, I have always wanted to find a way to, to get involved in the community, but with me moving from Gettysburg and moving mm -hmm. to the York area kind of took me away from, right. from, from home. Um, and then I had moved back recently in February, back to Gettysburg area in February, and then I had seen you had post something mm -hmm. about doing a men's health group. Yes. Um, and then I wanted to be a part of it, um, cause I, cause that was something that I actually had prayed about mm -hmm. was like, God, I, I, I want to be able to get back to the community. I need ways to be involved in the community involved, to get back. Indeed. Um, and then I've seen you post that. And then the two dates that you had, I believe and I'm pretty good with my memory. I think it was like March 17th and then like March, March 31st, no, 24th, 24th, 24th. No, yeah. 24th. And then I had two events already. My brother had a boxing match and then I had an event myself, uh, that was sports related. Shout out to Terrence. Um, yeah, definitely my brother. That he guys he has another fight coming up in August, man. Yeah. At, at forty. That's what I said. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Turf, another man. fight in August. Shout out to that boy. Um, but and then I and then I reached out to you mm -hmm. like, hey, how did those go? I wanted to be a part of it, and you you know you gave me some feedback, and I was like, yo, listen, man, I'm I'm all for being a part of mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing. I like it. Um, I think that men, um, and this is no knock to women, so this is nothing against women by any means, because you, you see our first guest was a female. Exactly. Um, it was something that men need to, to like, utilize one another. Exactly. I think we, as men, uh, particularly black men, we put the weight on our shoulders. Exactly. And we don't take that weight off. Exactly. And that weight just becomes heavier and heavier, and then we end up like this, and everybody's like, what's wrong? And then we lift our head up, knowing that that weight's on our shoulders, and we never say what's wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and I am one of those men that 
have had those issues of putting weight on my shoulder and disclosing, never disclosing his his feelings or his emotions because, right. you know, we've been taught, like, Indeed. stop crying. What stop you crying, crying for? for exactly. like, and Indeed. I've learned the order I got, like, man, it's okay to cry. It is. It <laughs> and is. I have no problem with admitting that or saying that to anyone. It's okay to cry as right. a man. Um, if you don't let emotions out, I am learning that it hurts you in the long run. Indeed. But back to what you said, but it was because of you. I, yeah. I've seen your post, and I wanted to get involved. And then um, you mentioned uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, and I was like, yo, let's do it. Mm -hmm. um, so you, so I thank you for, And I thank you, know. you as well. And just, just to let y'all know, like, um, when, we, when we did the, the Mental Health Men's, uh, we tried to just put together, like he said, a safe space for men. Um, because um, the biggest thing we want is to get men back in the home, fathers back in the home. Um, we want good husbands um, because uh, we recognize how uh, our women are lacking good men within the home, lacking good fathers, good role models, and things of that nature. So that was the biggest focus uh, me and my brother had put together was to try to get men back within the home and things of that nature. Um, so when we got this, uh, it was an opportunity. You know, he called me. Uh, we came together. He made this opportunity happen. So, yes, he may have got it from me, but he was the glue that got us sitting in front of you right here. So I got to thank you, too, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? Hey, I man, can't Mr. give it all me. Coach Randy Galker, so, yeah, I reached so. out to him. Man. Right, and, 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 and the rest is history. So I'm thankful that um, community and media, shout out to them uh, for allowing us the space. We always got to get them their nugget because they Absolutely. show up and they, and, they, and, they, and they make it happen for us, and we love it. So thank yes. you. All right, let's go. Let's continue on. In five to ten years, where do you see yourself? Uh, hopefully coaching basketball, doing what I, I love doing, coaching right. basketball and inspiring young people. Right. Um, hopefully having a successful uh, insurance business where I'm continuing to, to help people, mm -hmm. um, being involved in the community on greater levels than just the show, but being actively out in the community uh, and doing things that, that help others and, and bringing about community awareness, bringing the community together, mm -hmm. and then to also um, help establish uh, my family's church. Um, it's a small church, mm -hmm. Amos Tabernacle, Church of God in Christ, out on Mummersburg Road. It's a, it's a small church. It used to be relatively large in, in the congregation, um, but those numbers have kind of dwindled off, um, and it's more of the older, I, won't, I don't mean to say older as in like old folks, but no, it is more of the, 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 the generation that inspired the church. Because mm -hmm. um, my, my great grandmother um, started the church several, several years ago. I was just having a conversation or listening to my aunt um, speak with our pastor about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, but um, my great grandmother started the church several, several years ago. And then my grandmother continued on um, with the church and other people. Okay. Um, my grandmother passed away um, a year ago. It's been a little over a year. And she was a uh, true inspiration to a lot of people. Right. And that was seen when we held the service for her and the, the many people that showed up for her. Uh, but yeah. since that has, since her death, the, the numbers have kind of dwindled down. And I would love for our church to be what it was mm -hmm. and help bring it back to that because, um, and, and I don't want to push religion on anyone no, by, by any means. You know, people have their, their, their preferences and their choices. But I believe, you know, I, I don't, I believe in certain things. And, gotcha. and I believe, you know, some things happen by, by faith and some happen because you pray about it. So gotcha. 
That's that's just that's where I see myself in five, ten years. Honestly, I, yeah, I plan. Yeah. I want to be coaching at Gettysburg and retire I gonna, I, coaching. I, I, I was going to ask that coaching. Did you, you are you MBA or you? Nah, I love. I, I want to be back school. home. I, I want to be back home. Life threw me a curveball a few years ago right. that had me resign from from coaching at Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. um, but that was. Um, I loved it. Right. I I I, I absolutely loved being home, right. walking into a building right. where I played in War Warriors, baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Warriors. So I hope that that happens for me in the very near future. Right. Um, if it doesn't, you know, then I, I'll just count my blessings and, and thank God for his alternative plans. Speak life. All right, I guess the next I'm question gonna, I'm going to allow you to ask me one more question. Oh, yeah, I'm about to say, I got one more for you, then, then I'll be done. Um, <laughs> the last one is, we know your mom is a big uh, pillar in the community. She shows up for everything. Um, very strong woman. I've been knowing her for a long time. Um, she didn't check my butt a few times. <laughs> <laughs> She'll check anybody. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, you know what <laughs> I mean? She'll check anybody. Um, and I know the effect that she's had on her sons because um, they've both, they've all, been, all three been successful. Um, they all, you know, respectful, you know what I mean? And so I, I say that to say, um, how do you think your mom had an effect on you having your own business with your uh, insurance and your new ventures and things of that nature. How would you say your mom had an effect on you? Um, wow. Um, so my mom, a lot of people know that, that are close to me. My mom has had lupus for, um, mm -hmm. lupus for a very long time, mm -hmm. um, probably since I was about seven or eight. Mm -hmm. um, so her fight with lupus um, and the challenges that she has gone through have been instilled in me by watching her. Right. Um, there are times where my mom has done things that I haven't always agreed with, mm. but as the older I've gotten, I've understood the choices that she's had to Indeed. make to, to, for herself, right. for, for her kids. I mean, my mom took in um, my older sister, I call her my older sister, and then my younger brother, and you, yep. you know him. Mm -hmm. um, she took them in when we lived in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she has done a lot of things to, to help others and not just, not just them, but just people in general. And I think that's where I get my loving and helping nature right. from. Um, so she has inspired me to, to be willing to help, to help people. Right. Um, she has inspired me to, to, to be strong. Mm -hmm. Um, because I have watched my mom, um, and I used to go with her to do, they, they used to give her chemo treatments for, mm -hmm. for lupus to help with the things that she was going through. And I would sit with her for, for hours um, and watch the life be sucked out of her. Yeah, um, uh, I've laid across her hospital bed. Right. And I, I don't want to get emotional because no, good, that, stuff, get it. that stuff gets to me. Right. Um, but I've laid across the hospital bed and have watched the changes like instantly change. But at the same time, she would come home and would want to cook. Yep. At the same time, she would want to go to a family member's birthday party or try to do something, even though that she was not doing well. Um, I'll say this last part here. Um, college was very tough for me. Uh, being away from home for four years was very tough because I didn't know how sick my mom had gotten. Mm -hmm. uh, and my brother kept that from me. She kept that from me. Mm -hmm. uh, but there would be times where they wouldn't come to games because she was sick. Or she would come to a game and she had just done chemo the, mm -hmm. the day before, like right. on a Friday. Right. But she got into a car, sitting in the stands, and that stuff, that stuff gets to me because, right. you know, I'm out there um, 
Take your time, bro. Take your time. I'm out there, you know, playing a sport that I love, right. and I'm not home. Right. And it's my brother mm -hmm. who is there um, by himself, um, and then listen to the stories that he would tell me. And he never told me the stuff that he went through and, like, witnessing. And I didn't really get a full effect of that until I came home from mm -hmm. college. Um, and, you know, I did all that I could to establish, like, that lost relationship of being away for four and a half years. You know, so, like, when I ex experienced my mom having a seizure for the first time and I'm laying there and I hear, like, the tapping and I look up and, 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 and she's having a seizure, like, those things were, like, oh, my gosh. Um, and just, like, just, ah, oh, man, she is, she is a tough individual. Is. She is hard-headed. She is bull-headed. She is stubborn. Um, I think I get a lot of that from her, and I think that's why, like, I, I strive for perfection. Mm -hmm. and, then, the, and, and then any of my kids that have watched me coach or that have, have, that have coached, that I've coached, or that I train will know how determined I am right. when it comes to training and, and, and working out uh, say, those, those yeah. things. Um, yeah. I, I get that drive from her. She's so. shirt painted on, right? <laughs> we were talking about that before we started. <laughs> you know what I mean? But shout out to your mom, man, for being a, a yeah. great woman and, 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 and continuing to fight. That's, that starts from my grandmother, too, who's no longer here. So my grandmother is a yeah, true inspiration. Yeah, that's our heart as well. So. Yeah. All right, your turn, man. Yeah. Um, I thank you for those questions. I'm sure you yeah. got some more, but I want to make sure I took time to, yeah. to get to you. So, um, Mr. Johnson, Anthony, I, I, let, me, let me back up a little bit. Do you, do you want me to call you by the full government, yes, you Anthony? Yes, you can call me by the government. Okay. Right. Anthony. All right. Um, so I'm going to start off the same thing that you started off. Right. Where, are you, where, where were you born and where are you from? I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. I am from Baltimore, Maryland. Say it again because that <laughs> accent just tells you, tells you all the way. So I was born in Baltimore <laughs> and I'm from Baltimore. I came to Gettysburg when I was 15, 16 years old. Okay, so you were kind of um, older, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I came to Gettysburg when I was about 15, 16 years old. Um, I was raised in Park Heights Avenue, Menlo Drive. Palmer, I mean, you name it, we was all up around Park Heights Avenue somehow. Park Heights and Belvedere, we was always in Park Heights somewhere. Um, but like I said, as an adolescent, I was in and out of group homes, detention centers, you name it. Um, I kept going around the corner, you know what I mean, running with my cousins in them who was into it, you know what I mean? So I kept going around that corner. My mom didn't want me around that corner. So she was like, you're getting out of here. So, so what inspired you to go around the corner? Because I had my, my reason why mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't go, I didn't get involved in certain things, but I surrounded myself with a group of people to keep myself protected because of the projects that we lived right. in and the school that we went to had right. three projects that right. converged on one. So right. what was your... I think mine was more of just wanting to be, just wanting to fit in. Like I always just wanted to be cool. Mm -hmm. And the guys that I was around, you know, the, the, the dope dealers, they had the money, they had the cars, yeah. they had all the cool girls in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I just wanted to fit in. I was never, as an adolescent, I was never the cool kid. I didn't really become a cool kid until I got <laughs> in high school, you know what I mean? But because from, from elementary to, to middle school, I was, I was the geek, like, you know what I mean? My grandmother, who had a hand in raising us, she didn't play. Like, you had to get good grades. There yes. wasn't no... B's or C's. Mm -hmm. No, you had to get it straight A's. Like, she didn't play. Right. So from elementary to middle school, I was a geek. And I got cracked on a lot. I, I was You there. know what I mean? I like, I there. got picked on so much. I mean, it was hard because I was this big. I was so small. Mm -hmm. And I was always the tallest guy in my class. You know what I mean? So down in, in Baltimore, like, 
they going to chew you. Yeah, stick out like a sword. Oh, tongue. my gosh, they're going to chew you in them schools, you know. And I, was ne I never had you know, swag. I didn't have the name brand tennis shoes. We oh. were shopping at Payless, you know. So once I was able to get older, I mean, once I started going around that corner, um, I felt some, some uh, I felt like I belonged, so to speak. Because the guys around there was, I was a little toned. Yeah. I didn't realize what they were leading me to and some of the things that they had me doing I shouldn't have been doing. Um, but they were the guys that I looked up to because I didn't have that male figure in my life that showed me guidance. My father was there, but he was present, but he wasn't present, if you get what I'm saying. Right. Like, he was, <clears throat> I can never say my father was never there. He was always there, but he was just there. Mm -hmm. I, I never got that Bill Cosby dad that I always right. wanted. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I wanted that so bad. I wanted that Bill Cosby dad. We all did. You know what I mean? And yeah. it got so bad, and I used to call Tupac my dad. I got yeah. so engulfed in Tupac that I literally started calling Tupac my father. <laughs> so people would ask me, who's your dad? I'd say Tupac. Get you know what I mean? Here. So, yeah, that's what sent me around that corner, just wanting to fit in. Fit in. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so when you got to Gettysburg, what was life like for you then? Um, and don't talk about the music part yet, because right. that's going to transition to my next gotcha. question. But what was life like for you when you got to Gettysburg? Because I think we met, mm. um, we met. I think we were, I think we were living on Breckenridge yep. at the time. Yep. Um, so we met around that time, but we never like had more than it's a couple words. Yeah, because we was in the same. Because I was with your little brother. Yes, you know what I mean? That, that, was, that, was, yeah. that was my connection to y'all, your little brother. Moving from Baltimore to Gettysburg was a culture shock. Mm -hmm. um, when I first went to Gettysburg High School, the very first week there, I was accused of assaulting somebody because the newspaper came out that a six-foot black guy hit this kid over the head. So I immediately <laughs> came to me yeah. and was in, in, uh, um, uh, uh, interrogating me in, in, in school. In the classroom, I was being interrogated about this. So it was a culture shock to me. Right. You know what I mean? I went from a predominantly black school to a predominantly white school now, where it's maybe six, seven black kids in the whole school. So it was a culture shock for me. Um, but what I learned was I learned to adapt because it became quiet. You know what I mean? I went from every day I wanted to running around, I'm hearing noises and ambulance, so I'm seeing deer. Yeah, right. On Cousin yeah. Pete's porch, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? You know what I mean? So it, it was a lot of that that went on. Um, uh, I think, like I said, the school was definitely a culture shock, but I actually liked going to Gettysburg High School. Yeah, I, I loved the Gettysburg I enjoyed it so because I. it was, like I said, I went to uh, Frederick Douglass High School in, in Baltimore, and that school was big, but when I went to Gettysburg High School, I always said I felt like I was in that, uh, that movie, Friday Night Lights. Yes. I always felt like yes. I was in a movie when I yeah. went to Gettysburg, and pet rallies, and football games, yeah. and, and, and I'm walking in this, and I, I used to call back in Baltimore, like, I'm in a movie. Yeah. Like, I'm in a movie. I tell people that all the time about my life. I you think, know what I mean? Think, I think my high school life was like yes, a movie. Yes, it was yeah. like a movie, and, and I was introduced to so many things that... I probably wasn't able, I, would, I wouldn't have gotten if I was still in Baltimore. I wouldn't have been able to be. So, yes, it was a culture shock, but I feel like um, it was needed for me at the time because the things that I was involved in and the people that I was running with, it was either going to be death or in prison. Right. You get what I'm saying? So huh, it, it was needed to get me out of the situation that I was in, but it was definitely a culture shock, but it was something that I was easily able to adapt to, and I wouldn't have it no other way, man. Good. Um, you mentioned prison. Yes. Have you have you been involved in anything that would have 
that resulted in you serving any time? Yes, I have served time twice. Um, well, I've served time upstate twice. I've, ser I've served, I did one bid, it was a one to three, um, and then I served time again, which I did five and a half years this last bid, um, due to a slew of uh, incidents that basically all were, were in one. Um, it was, let's just say I was just out of order. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, and it was crazy because you know we lived next door to oh, you yeah. guys. So a lot of that could have been avoided prior to that because ironically your mom barked on me, mm -hmm. me your, uh, uh, I think your stepdad at the time, he came um, and he was like, look, come on out of here. He actually came in the house and pulled me out the house, okay. you know what I mean, and went over there, and your mom sat me down, and she was going in on me respectfully. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I and know. I heard everything she said. I did. I did not take it and put it in the... The context that, that I was supposed yeah. to, to not lead me to doing five and a half years in prison. I tell everybody, so, you can hear things, right. or you can listen, right. and listening is you're, you're grasping what that individual is right. saying and taking it. So, Indeed. Like, it, yeah. you know, coming from... Um, uh, speaking of adapting, coming from Baltimore to Gettysburg, um, I came from a city and then I moved into a country. Um, and being out here, I still try to live that, that city life. life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and trying to live that city life, again, trying to be accepted, led me to being in and out of prison since I was 18 years old. Um, and from 18 to 32 years old, I had different stints in and out of prison because I was too busy trying to um, I had reckless impulse. I acted off impulse recklessly. Um, I never wanted to listen to nothing nobody told me. Um, I always thought I knew better than anybody Nobody else. else. Right, you get what right. I'm saying? Yep. Who are you to tell me how to live my life? Uh, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it regardless of what somebody says. Mm -hmm. um, I had issues with mental health myself. I was dealing with a lot of trauma within myself that I had not dealt with. Um, you know, mom issues with issues that I had with my mom. Um, I let that transpire into relationships with different relationships with women. Um, I was in multiple different relationships at a time because I was trying to find something within every one of these women right. um, and not realize how I was hurting every last one of these women. Um, so it, it took me to do that last five and a half years to finally realize, I, I, I was just telling my, um, my wife, hi Jasmine, I love you. Um, I was just telling my <laughs> wife recently about... Um, how uh, I was 32 years old and I was incarcerated and I was looking in the mirror and I saw something look back at me and it was the worst me I'd ever saw. Mm. Like it literally, you want to talk about an eye opener? And you put the, you have that bar yes. in one of your rhymes, you. man. So you've been paying attention. I, listen, you My know God. I listen to your music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, when I saw that, I saw that picture. And that's crazy you said that, yeah. but you touched me uh -huh, with that one. Because uh -huh. I did put that in one yes, of my rhymes. Um, I actually seen myself in the mirror, and I seen <clears> the worst part of myself that I had ever saw. And that's what led me to say, you know what? I got to stop blaming everybody else for my problems because I had, that, that was my biggest thing. I always blamed, oh, if my mom wouldn't have did this, if my dad would have been better, if I wouldn't have had the circumstances that I was brought up in, if I would have had a better childhood. I right. always blamed everything for why I was being a butthole. If I had those Jordan 4s yeah, like everybody yeah, else. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. If I wouldn't have got cracked on, yeah. and, you know, if I would have been able to go to this school, uh, but you had those opportunities. right. But I didn't take them. Like, prime example, when I first went to Gettysburg for a week straight, Coach Dooley, uh, uh, rest his spirit, he came to me for a week straight and tried to get me to play ball. 
man. I didn't recognize man. who this man was at the time. Great, great dude. One of the greatest coaches to ever yeah. touch South yeah. Central PA. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't realize who was coming to me saying, listen, let me take you somewhere. I was just, I wanted to be cool. I got all these girls looking at me. I'm the fresh guy in I'm school. Six, I'm six foot I'm six something, foot, yeah. I think I was like six foot five at the time, six foot four, something like You couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah. But I didn't recognize the opportunities that I had that I let go because, again, I got up here, got with the wrong crowd, huh, and began to backslide into the same situations I weren't before, huh, which led me to doing that the, the, the time that I did. But the last five and a half years really opened my eyes and, and let me on the path to where we are now. Um, and I will never go back to that place again because I have fought so hard to get away from that. And it's, and it's in every day. And I'm glad we're speaking on it because this goes with mental health. You do not have to allow what you've been through to define you now. Absolutely. You don't Absolutely. have to do that. Um, you're going to have individuals who are going to try to hold you within that space. To, hold on. Let me, do let not me, allow them to. Let go me ahead. pause right there. Yeah. Uh, nope. I'm going to pause right there because... The reason why I asked that question mm -hmm. is, and this is no knock to anyone who right. has asked me personal questions, um, I am a believer of, like, we are not our paths. Right, that part. We, we, we are not our paths, and right. people, people grow and mm -hmm. people change. Um, if we are willing to accept our paths mm -hmm. as for what it was, right. which is our paths, our paths, and move forward and develop new habits, new trends, new things that mm -hmm. allow us to no longer be that individual, you cannot, you cannot judge me on, on, those, on those things. Right. You, you, you have to, as I have done, mm -hmm. and referring to you, Indeed. I've let those go, so you too need to let those go. Indeed. Until I demonstrate otherwise or show you mm -hmm. something else, then mm -hmm. you cannot judge me on Something that happened yeah, back, 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 back in the day. Like that's, I mean, that's just like a sports team. Yep. That's just like getting into a new relationship. Yep. You can't judge me on last season. This is a new season. That um, part. And, and this is a reference to the Bible, but the Bible talks about new seasons all the time. Mm -hmm. And we go through those new seasons, and you're going through a mm -hmm. new season. Indeed. And I will personally say I have seen the, the growth I appreciate that. Of, Thank you. of you. Thank you. Um, and your new season, mm -hmm. which brings me to my next question or my next statement. So you were, you just, you just were, you were voted for something. Yes. You you were voted as yes. you were just. Shout out to my brother Pound, man. We were voted uh, uh, one of the faves uh, on this app called Next Door. We were voted one of the faves for uh, the Gettysburg businesses. Uh, they do an annual one every year, um, and I didn't even know we were look, being looked at. I didn't even know we were involved in that. Um, so when the email came through, it was a blessing because it shows how, and I called my brother, like, I even texted them, who said you can't change? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because knowing what we've been through and what we've come from and our, you know, our past, and now you get me getting emotional, man. It's, it's all and right. And our past and what we've been through and where we are now and everything that I've had to consistently work for. And, and try to pull out and all the stuff that people be trying to say and, and try to hold, hold me down yeah. and hold us back because they can't get out of who I used to be and, and not recognizing the who we are now and what we're trying to give to the community now. And, and that's the biggest thing. I know who, who I was and what I used to do. I will never deny that individual. 
Um, but I, have, I do so much now to try to rebuild from that individual because I felt like as much turn down in the community that I've done, it's only right now that I do everything in my power to try to rebuild the community. Um, so that's why I give so much into that. And to see that be recognized um, from something that we started, a lot of people don't know that the AIS, me and my, my brother started that years ago. Mm -hmm. That was something we just sat around playing with. I remember the as I should, as Ex you should. Exactly, as you, you know what I mean? That's something yeah, yeah, yeah. we just sat around playing with. And to know that now that our, that name that we sat around in a, in a circle with, that name is being recognized on bigger platforms in, 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 in areas with people like Tommy's Pizza and Brother's Pizza and all these big businesses around in this area to be recognized within that circle is major to us. Um, and we did not take that lightly. So we thank every, each and every uh, uh, soul who came and voted. Uh, we thank everybody who continues to uh, be involved with AIS junk removal, all the clients that have, that continually call, all our reoccurring clients that continuously call, um, everybody that works with us, Brandon, Josh, um, Janine, um, uh, my wife, when she can get in there, even Mike, though... You work with Mike Booker, too, right? Mike, with, shout out front to runner. Front Runner Exterior. Um, the, construction the now. Oh, front oh, front, front Runner construction. construction. Shout out to Front Runner Construction. I love them guys because them guys, they were the number... They were uh, Front Runner Construction were the first ones uh, that were a business that called us and kept calling us to help them. Nice. So they showed us love. So Mike shout out to Front dude. Runner. He, he definitely is. Him and Brandon. And so Brandon, and you yeah. gotta think, me and Brandon, we grew up together. together yeah. Like when I first moved to Gettysburg, I lived with Brandon. Y'all were in the Brandon. same grade, right? I lived with yeah. Brandon. Okay. Like we okay. lived in the same okay. house. I lived with him and his dad. Okay. So, and I'm going to tell this story, Brandon, <laughs> okay? I'm letting it be known how you mean we crashed the car, <laughs> okay? You did that. Because we, we had this car, <laughs> uh, Cousin Petey had like the station wagon, um, and we out playing, we trying to drive it around Mr. the yard. Does Mr. Petey know? Uh, Does Mr. Petey know? Oh, I'm, uh, he cussed me out. <laughs> okay. So, we, he, we in the car. You don't, you don't got to go in. You don't, you don't even got to. You don't even got to. <laughs> don't, even, don't even do it. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, he made me so, but go ahead. You know, right. Um, here's, here's another question All for right. you. Uh, and congratulations, though. I really, really am proud of you and, Thanks, man. and, the, and the, the direction you are headed in. Um, here's another question for you. So I mentioned your music earlier. Yes. Um, so how long have you been doing music for? Mm -hmm. um, so two-part question. And I see that you just did, you were in uh, working on a music video yes. recently? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, been doing music since I was like 12. I actually wrote my first song to Tupac's song, Ambitious of a Rider. Ambitious of a Yeah, so I wrote yeah, my yeah. first song to that. I, I started off writing poetry, which I still do. Um, and from poetry, that led into me writing rhymes. But I never really knew how, I, I just used to write. I was never actually a rapper until I met Auto, Automatic, Free Automatic, man. Um, I met Auto um, up here in 2000 um, when I first came to Gettysburg, because I came to Gettysburg like 99, 2000. Uh, and I met Auto, that was the first label I actually signed to. So it was Thug World Records. He took me from being a writer to being an actual rapper. He introduced, that was the first person that introduced me to the studio, showed me how to format my bars. Show me what a hook was. Mm -hmm. All that is automatic. He did all that for me. Um, and he broke everything down. First time I ever did a show. First time I ever recorded on wax. He put my first CD out. Like, that was all him. 
Um, and I, took, I used to watch how he did it because we were independent. Um, but we were in the door with Sony, and there was another uh, deal that was on the table before everything happened the way it did. But so time out. So yeah. you were you were working it, and mm -hmm. then you got yourself caught up in, in some trouble. Well, he did. Oh, he did. He did. Okay. Like we we were in uh, at at the time um, we we were independent. Um, Sony Records actually contacted us. We actually went to them. Me and him went together and actually sat down with them, um, and they were they were ready. Uh, but he wasn't. It was something like. Otto was very strategic with everything he did. To me, I, I was ready to sign right to the end. Like, Sony? What? Yeah. I, I, I probably would have sold my life away, though. You know what I mean? But um, Otto was strategic, so we didn't do anything. And then not too long after that, he, he got in the situation sure. that he did, um, which led him to where he is now. So that kind of hurt what we had going on. So after that, I kind of just fell to the wayside. Um, I wound up getting in a bunch of trouble and a whole bunch of stuff, so that fell out. Um, and then when I came home in 2000, I think it was 13, we started As I Should Records. And, when we, and from then on, it was just, you know, we performing. We in New York, we in West V, uh, Atlanta, um, a couple other places we went to, to to perform. And we were performing with in front of some big people, uh, you know what I mean? Naughty by Nature. Um, we did stuff with uh, Bigger Ranking from CTE. Uh, we got songs with uh, uh, the guys from uh, SOD Money Gang, which is Soldier Boy's label. We did a song with Shorty Boy. We did two songs with him, actually. Um, so we were, we were, it was, it was moving and grooming, yeah. Um, but then I wound up getting incarcerated again. Um, and this time, exactly. Down. So that slowed the process down. But this time when I came home, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm getting my mind right. Let's get this music going. Um, so we wound up, boom, back in Atlanta, pounding, get the footage. Um, but we we were, <laughs> we went back. To, he did not get the footage, <laughs> but we down me, pal, Sunny in Atlanta, man. Um, him and Sunny ain't get the footage. Sunny almost murked us in the car, <laughs> but um, it was fun because we was able to go down there and give as I should to the community. They loved us down there. They were showing a lot of love in Atlanta on the promo tour. Uh, we came back up here. Shout out to uh, uh, Academy Media for, for production, which is Amp in McSherrystown. They have been rocking with us for like 20 plus years. Um, so now we with them, and the rest is history. The new video is coming. It's called Feeling Myself. Um, we, we dropped a bunch of videos with them. Um, what was the one? Uh, seen, I've seen my name, yeah, alias, stuff now. like that. So yeah, that's. Last question for you off of the music. Um, last question off of the music. Um, what would be, um, and we're running out of time, yeah. so we got to okay. wrap this up. Uh, what would be your most inspirational song that, that you have written? Um, oh. I know that's a tough one because you have, yeah. you have, I've listened to a lot of your music. Um, I would probably say Real As I Ever Spoke. I, I, that, that's probably one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, I was going to say Real As I Ever Spoke yeah. because um, when I wrote that song, everything that, like I tell people all the time, anytime I use my pen, I'm giving you an outlook of my life. It was real. It, was, it, it, is, so it is. The bars every, are real. I'm about to say everything that was going on in that song was really, yep. it was, I'm, I'm speaking on what was going on at that time. Pamela that had just be... went through something. Brandon had just got taken away. Like, it was, it was a lot going on. So that was definitely my most. That might be, that might be my favorite song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and you like Red Light, too. Yeah, I you, do. Yo, you Red, were the one of the time, ones who like Red Light. Time, 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 time. Red Light, I, I enjoy Red Light because it is, I won't, I won't say that it's comical. Right. I, I won't say that it's comical. Right. But it is real, though. Mm -hmm. It is real when you're talking about a relationship with someone. Like, 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 let's let's cross those boundaries. Take mm -hmm. me out that red light. Did y'all like, know I was stop. talking about Jasmine? 
No. That's not one more wife. Okay. That was All right. prior to us. All right. Getting together, like I kept trying it, so okay. that was the song that I wrote. She didn't know it at the time, no. but no. Okay. But that was for her, though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. There you go. Yo, that that's actually on my playlist. That's See, actually that, on my playlist. I'm not. I'm, not, feel good, I'm not joking. You got my song on this um, playlist. That makes you feel good. So. Um, that that is going to to wrap up our show here for 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 today. Um, you want to talk about what, what you you sent me some some stuff the other day of where we are going to take this um, uh, yeah, in the very um, near future with yes um, so in the, our next couple of shows uh, we definitely want to be touching more on, on mental health we just wanted to give y'all introduction of who we are absolutely um, that know who, that way when y'all tuning in you know who you're looking at and you know our backstories um, but we want to tap into a lot about mental health um, incarceration people trying to transition from being incarcerated to coming back into the community um, that's a lot of resources that they offer for people um, that being reintegrated back into society. Uh, we want to touch base about a lot of mental health within teens uh, because t social media is really hurting wow. our youth. Yes. Uh, so we definitely want to tap into that and how that's affecting our youth. Um, so y'all just stay tuned. And I got a question. Um, we're looking into a new name. We were having a thing about the two cool dudes. Um, we like it, but we, we, we kind of want to uh, 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 straddle the fence a little bit. So if you think you got a good name for us, something that's catchy, something that we can put out there, if you can think of it and you think it'll be good for us, send it to us, message Lawrence, message myself, um, and uh, we're thinking about doing a giveaway for the Definitely. best name. Yeah, giveaway, gift card or something. We're going to get a gift card for the for best someone. name. Yes. And go ahead, go ahead. Is yeah, um, and piggybacking off of that, uh, we do have some guests lined up. Yes. I have two family members that uh, will definitely be on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, one is a, she is working on her uh, finishing up uh, some things with uh, be a psychiatrist mm -hmm. uh, so we could talk about medications and mental health. Indeed. And then my brother is working on a, his dissertation for his PhD right. to, to touch base on what you were talking about with uh, individuals being incarcerated and yes. then acclimating them back into Indeed. society. Yes. Um, how there is a lack of of Resource. help or mm -hmm. resources to transition individuals to and in, back into society, and that's why they, there are a lot of repeat mm -hmm. offenders. Um, and then there is an individual that we'll have on the show um, that will talk about drug and alcohol abuse yes. and trauma with drug and alcohol abuse. So we have some really good things lined up uh, that will be beneficial to to everyone. To, that we all have been touched by mental health, and then also we will we will uh, reach out to the local agencies around. Uh, the area um, to have them come on as guests as well and then also not just talking about mental health but also having some local people on the mm -hmm. show uh, maybe get some 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 of our sponsors on and those kind of things so um, we hope that you all enjoyed having an opportunity to get to know who who Anthony and I are we didn't share everything you can't talk about everything in an in hour show sure. mm -hmm. um, but Dr. Racy Henry also would be back on the show uh, give, give a shout out again to our sponsor of, of AIS Junk Removal, um, uh, Weavers Accounting Solutions. Uh, also give a shout out to Lawrence Williams Health, um, uh, Health Insurance with Health Markets and to Front Runners Construction for their sponsorship for today's show. Um, our motto is we ain't talking about what they talking about. That part. Yeah, that part. You got to get that down. We ain't talking about what they talking about. Until next time, folks, we'll see you soon. Peace.